today to f- focus on, on a little bit of a different, um, you know, to veer course a little bit. The last couple of times we were speaking about putting the proper Gadarim in place as we date to make sure that we're uh, sticking to the rules. What we wanted to speak about today is, um, you know, to some of you this might be like, you know, yeah, I've been doing this all along. But to, to, to some of us, uh, some of the points might be a little bit of a chiddush. I wanted to speak about research, resumes, um, what to look for, how to put it together, what to look for in theirs, how to, how to use them, what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing with yours. And I'm not talking about pictures. Okay, we already covered that. No good. No. Um, so first of all, what is the point of doing a lot of research? So before we talk about what to look for, what's meaningful... Why not go out with somebody to see if you like her? If you like her, then you know, you'll like her. I'm a pretty astute guy, I'll pick it up. Um, and answer number one is, Bapashtas, well, why waste everybody's time if you could avoid it? In other words, if you have certain, certain red lines, certain things you really don't want to cross in whatever area, so why waste people's time? Or why get caught up in something and then have broken hearts? Right? They, as we said last time, we were speaking about trying to balance, trying to develop a relationship with somebody, while at the same time you're trying to keep to the rules, keeping halakha, etc. It's, it's, it's a hard balance. But I am investing myself emotionally. So a lot of this could be avoided if we would have known certain information. I, I want to give you a catchphrase. I'm pretty proud of it. Okay. One of the reasons to do research is so that you don't give in and so that you don't give up. You have that? So you don't give in, and so that you don't give up. Don't give in means that sometimes, you know, when a person, when you're already involved in a situation, and there's a, um, there's already a certain chemistry, so perhaps I would have wanted certain things for my married life, for raising my family, my own values, but now I'm not just talking in theory. There's an actual person here, and I'm really invested, and I'm interested. So, but had I done the research, then I wouldn't have to be giving in because I would already know that this is not really what, maybe she's who I'm looking for, but not what I'm looking for. The second thing is so that I don't give up. It could be very heartbreaking, and a lot of guys have this, when you go out and you meet somebody and things look like they're going somewhere, and then it's just like so clear why I just can't continue. And then you got again, and you try, and you click on so many areas, and then when you get to the third, the fourth, or the fifth date that we'll talk about, and when more serious talk comes up, like the real stuff, and then things come up, and a person starts to give up. This keeps on happening. I keep on going out and then ending, keep on going out and then ending it. So that you don't give up. If you would just do proper research before, you really could avoid it. So again, the research is, so number one, I don't waste my time and her time um, and break hearts. And the second aspect is if I would do proper research, often... I won't have to give in, and I won't have to give up. Okay? Everybody with us? <coughs> Fine. Um, so who should do the research? So sometimes and it, people do the research themselves. You could. Um, but you should, it, sometimes it's easier when it's not somebody who's biased. You know, if, you have some, if you have a family member, if you have a parent who could do it for you, that's definitely the best. Otherwise, have somebody who's, who knows what they do. If you have somebody else doing it, let's get your roommate to do it. Okay, first of all, I'll get great sneers. probably not a good thing. Get 
a Rebbe to do it, get a mentor to do it, get Rabbi Majorovic to do it. Um, <laughs> get somebody who, who's savvy, somebody who understands things, somebody who's, who knows what to look for. And as we'll, we'll speak about it soon, be clear about who you are, as clear as you can. Be clear about what you're looking for so that um, don't, don't have somebody who's using their agenda look into it for you. You're the one who's getting married. If you're the one who's getting married, so you know, at the end of the day, you have to, you're the one who's going to be living with a person. So be clear with whoever it is that's, that's making the phone calls for you, that's doing the research for you, that's reading between the lines for you, that's asking the manipulative question on your behalf. Make sure that they understand you and that you trust them, that they're going to be able to get that kind of information. Again, if you have somebody in the family, if you have a parent that could do it, a sibling that could do it, they're a lot closer to home, and I, I, I think that that's the preferred method. Maybe there's certain people, like if you want to call, let's say, a teacher or something like that, that maybe it's better to have like somebody from a similar, um, similar position calling. Maybe they'll talk differently. Like, what am I supposed to say to um, I, I personally was burnt. I'm not going to skip one. I was burnt today a few times. I lost it with a few people today on the phone. So if we have time, I'll, I'll give you some of those. I, I couldn't say the right thing today. I made the mistake of I made the mistake of telling a mother of a girl. She called about a boy in yeshiva. I, I said he's a real clee. So what did you call him? I said he's a real clee. So why would you call him? I said, what? I said, that means he, he's, he, he, he's a macabre. He's, he's a real clean. He's, he's a macabre. He absorbs. She sent her son-in-law here tonight to find out for me what a clean really means. <laughs> <laughs> tonight. This is a uh, tonight event in Shariah. So what, what else? Can, I don't know. Like, playing Levi Yisrael. Uh, what is clean? Anybody else got a clean? Maybe it's, it's dense. It's thick. It's just a container. It's my, I, I couldn't do the right thing. Okay, we'll get to some of the others a little bit later. The kids are, that's the point in doing research. We've explained, we spoke about the point of doing it and who you should get to try to do it. Now let's talk about when you get somebody's resume, um, how to use it, and then how to draft yours. Okay, so you're going to get a resume, you're going to find basic information. Often they put somebody's height, why? Because if she's 5'8 and you're 4'9, could be a shtickle issue, and vice versa. Uh, nobody puts weight. <laughs> so you, know, you, might, you might want to do your own research for that if that's an important thing. Okay, but that's not going to be on the resume. The resume does tell you height, usually tells you where the person's from, at uh, Los Angeles or uh, Brooklyn. Usually say that. It'll often give you occupations of parents. Why is that important? Because if you want to learn for 10 years in Kailu and the guy is a potato farmer, you know, then you should have like another source of income. I, I'm not quite sure why they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cares what they you know, how the guy makes his money? Just, I don't know, but maybe you want to know just a little bit of, of a flavor for the kind of family. You find out if he's a cardiologist or if, he's a, you know, if he paves roads. It could, could give you a, a little bit of a different, a little bit of an understanding of the family dynamic. <clears throat> Is mom a, a stay-at-home mom? Is she something else? Could find out if the parents are together, if the parents are divorced. Uh, never writes divorced. But, you know, there's a way to, a way to read. You want to just get a, a little bit of a thing. What's the, 
uh, you know, what the family dynamic is. People usually put their siblings. They put who their siblings are married to, what the siblings' husbands or wives do. You see, you get a little bit of a flavor. Is this, are they looking for a working guy? Well, like, what were all the siblings looking for? Let's say you have somebody with seven married siblings. And one guy is a, you know, he's, he's a dentist, the other guy's an eye doctor, the other one's a, a podiatrist. And, and you say, okay, I'm, what are you, I'm planning on becoming an accountant. How am I going to fit in with this uh, medical thing? There's certain things. I'm not saying that that's a real could be. They need an accountant, you know, with all, all the money coming. <laughs> <laughs> not sure exactly how that... But that's often what you'll find. All the, you just skim through it, and you can get a little bit of a flavor either of what they're, what they're asking to put up with or maybe what they want. And that's a good question to ask. Or to, like, could, do I think I could fit in with that? Do I think I can fit in with that? When you're marrying somebody, you are marrying into the family. Sometimes people say, you know, when people have certain family, and this and that, well, you know, why don't they just look at me for who I am? What if they, the answer because you, you're marrying into a family. You have to embrace the whole picture. And it's, you, often you could pick up uh, some of that. They then put, okay, so just in case you want to get somebody who hasn't, seen a, hasn't really seen a resume yet, so you're going to see um, height, date of birth. This way, if you're 30 and she's 19, right? People have done it, but you, know, you might want somebody a little closer in age. You could, you know, you could assess that. You could, you could see basically the kind of family, like we said, you know, the siblings, how many are married? Is it a big family? Is it a small family? Somebody uh, you know, in, in yeshiva recently went out with a girl who was, I think, only had one sibling or something like that. He said he always wanted to marry into a, into a big family, like be, part of like a, be part of a happy big, big matzah. I don't want to just come there and like be, have to be this, you know, the Friday night, I've got to say every dvartor every time. <laughs> you know, I've got to be the only one complimenting the mother-in-law, and, and it could be a little stressful. Sometimes a person, but Afka wants that. A person doesn't want a whole big. You could glean certain things by looking at that. People also put down references. And there are three types of references that you have on every traditional uh, resume. Anybody want to guess? Well, I guess those of you who have resume don't think guess. One type of a reference is a friend. A friend. Friends of, let's say we're looking at a girl's resume, friends of, of the young lady. Another type, Shalom Zav. Family. Family. People who know the family. Is there any you want to find out? And uh, third, someone's on the side of the room, Yoshi? Teachers, mentors, Teachers, mentors, or bam. Sometimes Or a family rub or something like that. So you're going to find. No, but that's great. References of the family, references of friends of the, of the girl herself, and people who know. Uh, people who know them more as a as a rabbi, as a mentor, as somebody <coughs> like that, and obviously there's different questions you ask different people because different people know people in a different capacity. Some people have a menhag, but dafka not to call anybody on the resume. Why? Because if you put Alicia Sand on the resume, he probably has nice things to say. We don't want to hear nice things. Make sense? <laughs> So, but, but sometimes people think that people on the resume will have an agenda. Sometimes you find that. So it's not, it's not a bad idea if you find out, let's say, that somebody went to this and this uh, seminary and they put a certain person. You might want to also get somebody else as well. And I think it's definitely a great idea. 
<coughs> but don't ignore the people on the resume. They know the person. Just learn how to ask a question. You say, is this person really, really special and nice? Yes. <laughs> you know, if you feed them the questions and you just wait for single-syllable answers, what are they going to say, no? <laughs> but they're not going to say no. Uh, they, but it, there's a way to ask a question. Uh, should I give you a way? Um, if you want to find out if somebody's, um, you know, how nice a person is, uh, I don't know, they're outgoing, super friendly, giving, a little more, a little more reserved. So if you say somebody uh, quiet and reserved, no, that's bad. You never say that about someone. Right? But the way to do it is, yeah, I keep on getting conflicting information. Somebody's telling me that she's like the head counselor type. And other people are saying that she's like a mute. Is it somewhere in the middle? Like, how would you define it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the only way to do it. So somebody said she's a mute? Oh. Yeah, I wonder why they would have said it. I mean, she's really not? No, she's the loudest girl in the room. Okay, so you know, loudest girl in the room. <laughs> but, but if you just say, is she friendly and nice? Well, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so it, it, it's definitely, um, I, I wouldn't ignore the people on the resume. I think that that's being foolish. Sometimes on the resume means that they know the person, it means that the person asked them to be on. I was going to ask a person who doesn't know, usually, you're not going to ask somebody who doesn't know them. Some girls have an issue when it comes to the, the mentor, Rebbe, things like... A Bakr's in yeshiva, Bakr's stay in touch with their Rebbeim. If you had a good Kesha with a Rebbe, even if you were in Eretz Yisrael, let's say, in your first, second year, based on Eretz you, know, you had your Rebbe that you really connected with. He was the one who helped put you on your feet. And, you know, you, he has a different relationship with you than subsequent Rebbeim. So a Bakr will be in touch a lot, a lot more often. With the girls, it's Kim'at not. They're in touch every day. They encourage him. They say, if you want to put me on your resume, so call me twice a year. You know, it's usually not more than that, if that. And sometimes if a girl's a little bit older, you'll call. And I have this all the time. Um, and some, some of you have been in the office when we've done that. And they say, I have to go look at a, at a yearbook to see who she is. You know, oh, she must have made an indelible impression on you. Yeah, everybody, everybody that year that I say, which year? <laughs> They don't remember which year. But so the truth is, there's hundreds and hundreds of them, and they don't have shaykhahs. Just by definition, certainly Rebbein don't have shaykhahs. You can't with, with a young lady the way you have with a bachar. It's different. Things are inappropriate. And even the Rebbitsons that are there are not having this kind of relationship, the Darach Klal, that we have with Rebbein. So um, it does get a little tricky. They might not have spoken to them for a while. Often you'll find that. That's not necessarily absurd. In other words, if somebody if you call somebody that's there as a Rebbe reference or a mentor, somebody who they knew from seminary, what else they ask? They know they have to put somebody there. And they knew that they asked this person the halachic questions. So I'll put him down. They happen to be 22 or 23 now. Like, well, what do you want from them? You know, they just didn't get married yet. I, I wouldn't use that as a, as a soul on a person. If they put a friend down and the friend says, what's up? What was her first name again? <laughs> then, you know, that, that's uh, something to think about. Like, you know, why, why would you put somebody down like that? Or um, you know, people have been in Sharyasha for a month. I think one particular person was here for a month, a couple of years back. And I was nice to him a little bit. I'm, I'm on the resume. I, I literally, I, I knew him for a month. He never, he never stayed in touch. 
and it reflects. I told them, take it off. It reflects better, and people call. I say, listen, I, I don't lie. I give the same spiel. You know, I want to ask you about a buck, and they say, oh, say, I don't lie. I'm always straight shooter. Once you say that, then they, well, they, uh, this guy's straight. Why? Because he said he is. <laughs> you know, it, but it, it works. I always say, I'm a really straight shooter. I don't exaggerate. And then they say, so um, how well do you know this guy? Not at all. He was here for a month. Well, what should I do? Yeah, I'm still in the resume. I've told him to take me off. And it, it doesn't... It doesn't look no seriously. Right? It, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't reflect good on him. Maybe there's nobody else who, you, even, even for that month, we we kind of hit it off. I, I would also, um, you know, if you're calling, some people have, and I'm just saying that I'm mentioning this because it frustrates me. Sometimes people will call. They don't want to identify themselves. Because if you don't trust me with your name, do you really? I'm going to trust you with private information about a person. Why should I try? You ask me for somebody's personal information. Uh, you know, again, if we don't trust each other, we, we could have a great conversation. But it's not going to go far. I, I won't. I won't personally. Won't return a shit of call when somebody doesn't identify themselves. Hi, I'm calling for information about a boy in your yeshiva. That's all. You leave me your name. Sometimes I get a call. They don't want to tell you who it's about because you might prepare what you're going to say. I, I find it foolish. Again, if you don't try, you want to catch me off guard when I'm in the middle of something and see what I could say like on, on my feet quick and like what's the first thing I think of? Okay, it's one way to find it. But again, if you don't trust, there's a way to, because when I'm talking more about you. When you're calling to find information, <coughs> ask the question right. Don't play games. Play games. But I'm saying, but... Don't, don't not call somebody on the resume because they're there, because they might actually know the person. Don't not identify or say who I'm calling about. You want to hear what they have to say. Be savvy when you ask the question. Prepare the questions you're going to ask. Sometimes people call it. So, what am I supposed to be asking you? What? <laughs> what should you be? Uh, I don't know. Supposed to. Like people say, I'm calling you. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to ask. But, you know, your, your name's on the resume. What could you tell me? It's a good dresser, a sharp dresser. Is that the first thing you think of? No, but I, I try to think of something you wouldn't have thought of asking. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? What wouldn't they have thought of it? Okay, um, I also suggest that you write things down. So again, if you, you, you get information, you find out a lot of information. Sometimes a person hears something you don't quite, doesn't, it doesn't happen. And then you want to move on to the next one, but then you know you say, you know what, you start to think maybe I should have gone, but you don't remember what you heard. Keep notes about the, the things <coughs> that you hear. So the kids are just on hazard the points. You get a, a resume. On the resume, you find out basic information, not a lot of information. You find basic information. You're also going to find references. Call all three categories of references. Uh, when you call the family rub, they might not know the person personally, but you will find out certain things about the family. Um, call family references to find out a little bit about the family. Personal references, I think that that's very important. The, 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 the friends, the ones who actually, who actually know the person, and you can even put them against each other. Once you get information from the first one, now you're wiser when you call the next one. I'm not saying you, whoever's calling on you. But I do think you should call the people that are there. Don't be afraid to leave a message. Some people write a blurb. Anybody ever got one of those? They write like a paragraph about why they're so amazing. 
Shifra is absolutely incredible in her interaction with others. Her dynamic... What, you don't need that. And you don't need to do that. You want to say what you're looking for, that's nice. But you wonder who wrote that, and you certainly hope it wasn't the person themselves. No, seriously. Every day, took a thesaurus out, and they, you know, like they're, they're pounding the, the, the you know, they always get the same because you can't have the same word in every sentence. So you know, you got to have like uh, synonyms for, for 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 fabulous and, and incredible and, and 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 more incredible and less incredible. Um, anyway, but those that those are things. Just be a little bit savvy. You see a blur, read through. Don't do, well, they said she's incredible. Yeah, that, that's how they write. If you want to put something on your thing, just put basic information. On, you know, I'm looking for somebody who's outgoing. I'm looking for somebody who's... I can tell you that there are people... You know, I'd rather speak about that when we do that. Just in terms of your own resume, the only notes I put here was, make sure the person's on your side. There's, there's somebody in yeshiva, when my Shahaya recently this happened, who somebody called a reference, on their, a family reference, and asked the following question. Would you be Meshadech with this family? And the person's, I mean, Shadach means, would you allow your children to go out with that family? He said, if you ask me pointedly, the answer is no. Well, so I was the next call, and the first thing is that, what's wrong with the family? I said, I don't know. Beats me. What's wrong? I said, well, we called so-and-so. And I went, I threw the guy under the bus. I went there, I said, get this guy for your resume immediately. Now, maybe there is dirt on the family. You don't have to advertise it. You know, me, somebody called a reference on a resume and he said, no, I, I would not. I would not. Uh, so please make sure they're on your side. If you put somebody there, make sure they actually know you. Another big thing. Keep it current. If you're in Sharyashiv and you were in other places beforehand, nothing wrong with putting your other rebain, and you should. But if you don't put anybody local, that's a red flag. Why is nobody there knowing? Especially if you've been here for three years. Or, or longer. <laughs> nobody there? Don't have anybody there who knows you? That's okay if you're here for a couple of months and somebody doesn't know you well. Okay, that's normal. How's he doing now? So the information I'm getting from you is the person who knows him now. But to, to not put anybody local, anybody who's current, I think is a mistake. Yeah. Not to put anybody, you don't have to go back to you know, who your nursery your teacher was, you know, that he share you know, during playtime. I don't think anybody really cares about that. They care more, do you share now? You know, do, do you care? Like, what, so what are the things to look for? What is the basic information that you're trying to get? I want to just spend a couple of minutes on that. We spoke about resumes. Resumes are good. It, it's a starting point. You're not going to get everything out of a resume. You definitely will see where that person is. You'll find out also like, what they're going for, if they're in school. What they... Sometimes you could tell a little bit about a person's personality, if they're becoming an actuary, or if they're um, <coughs> in culinary school, or in uh, art school, or something like that, or, you know, or accountants. You can tell certain things about their personality, or about their, their interests. Um, if somebody writes, just in terms of what is a girl doing now, a stay-at-home mom, then stay away. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what kind of things are normal? Does anybody hear the horror stories? Shidduchim are r- ridiculous. People call, they ask about if they use plastic on the tablecloth and Shabbos or not. 
Do they use the throwaway um, things or not? <coughs> okay. I'm not saying you need to ask about that. You know, if it means a lot to you, by all means do it. That hopefully doesn't really interest. Um, or, or, hopefully, hopefully you don't really care about that. But here are some of the things I'm going to give you. I put down here five categories um, that you might want to so I'll mention the five categories, and then we'll just fill in some of the details. I think that this is kind of uh, saying you would want to know these things before you go out on a date. Why? So that you don't give in and so that you don't give up. If you've ever heard the term fall in love, it's a, it's a, I'm not going to ask you where you heard it, but there is such a thing. People fall in love. I bless you that you don't fall into love. Because if you fall, you know, then you're, you're stuck. What's going to happen when you get up? And you stop falling. You fall for a person. You fall into a matzah. You want to go in with, with, with your seichel in place, with your eyes open, know what you're looking at. Just had a mice recently here, um, recently meaning this past week, with um, one of the chavra, and the first three dates, so he didn't come to the Vadim last uh, three weeks or two weeks. Let, let's assume he had dates on those nights. And they were very close in succession, and momentum was building like you can't imagine. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like, whoa, I can't think about anything else. And, okay, and then, so we spoke about it, and her parents were a little concerned that he was, he, they were spending, I think it's been like 10 hours on, a, uh, on the second date or something, and it wasn't so, you know, uh, it wasn't what we do in Williamsburg, you know? It was, it was, so, I spoke to him, and I did say, you know, I even got a call from their side, you know, got to curb things, got to slow things down, you got to take like a bentari, you need, first of all, to stop with all the, And they waited, I think, three days before the next day, and he looked horrible the next day. Horrible. He said, I did everything you told me, and I just, like, I'm starting to notice all kinds of things now. I said, okay, it's exactly the point. You know, when you're just going on three dates, like boom, 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 being Mr. Charming, and her Queen Charming, and everybody's, you know, and all you're doing, and momentum, built on momentum, built on momentum. I'm mentioning this because, however, so many people fall into this trap. They fall it. They're taken, they're not used to being with girls, and, and all of a sudden you're alone. And also, he's, he's realizing things, he's noticing this is horrible. So as hard as the best thing in the world that happened to you. Just, you know, things have to be done in a semi-normal way. You can't just build it on emotion and gut and feeling and instinct and urge and impulse. You could get a, you know, you could go for a relationship like that, but you're not white trash. And I'm sorry for saying it like that. Don't go on. Don't go into it like that. You've got to go in with, with, with a seichel, know what you're looking at, know what you're looking for, here are five categories that I think are acceptable things <clears throat> to be looking into, to be looking for when you're finding out information. Thing number one is values. You want to know their basic values. You don't have to know everything, but you want to know the basic values. Are we on the same page or where is she at? You know, I'll just, instead of coming back to the methods, let me just give you some examples of that. What are examples of values? Is she makshif Torah? She's not makshif Torah. Am I a person who wants to, let's say, learn for a bit after I'm married, for a lot after I'm married full-time? Do I want to work after I'm married but have serious Dharma and learnings? I'm going to be putting in a full day of learning, but then I plan on learning as well. Where does she stand in terms of learning? 
What about Eretz Yisrael? Somebody yesterday ended a, a shidduch because uh, he's dead set on it. Now, I'm not saying my opinion on this. I'm just saying this is really important to you. Dead set on going back, and she made it very clear that she's dead set on that. It happened yesterday. Um, the English music. What about it? I don't know. That's an important value to you. Somebody listens down. Do they watch movies? It's Shiatsunua. I get a lot of calls, believe it or not, if they want to know what kind of phones the guys have. A lot. This is a pretty standard question right now. Love Dafka from the parents. Parents couldn't care less. But very often, the girl wants to know, does he have a smartphone? And if he does, is it filtered? Are you sure it is? I get this all the time. Like, all the time. Um, so if you don't have a filtered smartphone, forget it. I gave you a good shalom, the shmar reason to do it. Because they might ask. And we don't lie. It is not filtered. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> but but uh, the lemaise, it's a question that people care about. Okay? So values. And whatever your values are, find out about the values before you start. Why should you get all emotional, emotionally invested into it? And often this is not going to come up until the later dates. And then I'm going to give in. And then I might give up certain things that are meaningful and important. Values are fair. You absolutely should find out Figure out with yourself what are the top three, four values that you have. You don't have to have a thousand on your list. But what are the main things? You definitely have every right to ask about values. Obviously, you want to find out about personality, the character. Um, do you want somebody who wants to have, a, I'll give an example, a, the generosity. Everybody wants a generous person. Right? You don't want a stingy person. You want to be able to get doubles uh, you know, when you have supper at night. Two bowls of soup or whatever it is. But I'll give you something which was interesting. There was a, somebody went out, this was happened a, a few months ago. Um, he's going out with somebody and he found that he's, he's a very, very caring person. He happens to not be in the room right now. But uh, he, a very caring person himself. I think any one of us would describe him as very kind. And, and it was definitely what we found out about her. Um, but it turns out that she wants her house to be like you know, the soup kitchen of the neighborhood. Any indigent that needs a, uh, a place to stay, a warm meal, this, this would be her dream. It doesn't have to be doing Shana Rishana. But that's the dream that she had. And he wants to have a calm home. He'd love to have a guest on Shabbos, maybe two. He doesn't want his house to be a, a Rishi Sarah. He doesn't want that. If things like, again, you love Dafka know that, sometimes you, know, you figure things out. But are you looking for somebody who's <coughs> introverted, uh, extroverted? Do you, do you want the head counselor type? Do you want character? Midas is somebody kind. Is somebody nurturing? Is there, some people would like more of a, of a matter-of-fact person. Somebody who's, who's going to have the house under, you know, everything's going to be where it needs to be, when it needs to be. Somebody just wants, somebody who's motherly and warm and gushing and, I don't know, you know, we'll try to find stuff together, you know, like if we can't, if we, if we misplace something. <clears throat> you have different personalities. So personality and character are definitely things. You should have certain things on your list. And what do you think you want? What do you think? Would a person like that be interested in you? Good kasha to ask. And if so, work on your own. Um, so again, uh, personality, uh, character, values. Um, another thing that's fair to ask is um, health issues. Are there any known health issues by them? 
any, uh, by the person herself, in her family, are there any genetic issues? That's fair. Health could be, in addition to physical health, could be emotional issues, emotional, uh, <coughs> mental issues. All, all that's fair game. You love Dafka, we'll get a straight word on it. Um, but you have to ask the people that might know. Often a family rub one. I wouldn't ask it to a friend. Not because I don't think it's appropriate. And usually friends are not going to tell you if uh, there's emotional issues. But that usually the family rub will be somewhat involved, and they could probably help you out, you know, because often a family would consult, and he often has enough seichel in terms of how to deal with it. If a person has some of these issues themselves, we'll deal with that in a subsequent vibe. Let's say a person does have it. How do I present it? They didn't find out before. How do I present it? How do I share it? How do I share difficult information without like, ending it now? There's great ways to do it. And we'll, you know, we'll do that together, Mitzvah. How do we... But now I'm just talking about looking. When you look for information, what's fair game? Again, values, personality, character, health, lemineum. You know, you want to find out, I guess this goes into personality and character, just in terms of their relationships. Are they on talking terms with their parents, with their friends? Do people like them? Do they have a good reputation? And that's fair game. And finally, do you have any red lines? Are there any lines that you really wouldn't cross? Like she doesn't keep shots. No, it's probably not a good thing for most guys here. Um, what else? Her conversion was not orthodox. <laughs> right? It's probably, you know, that, that should be a good uh, red line for most. Uh, and some people might have others, you know, that uh, she doesn't dive in the seven minute or more shmanasrits. Somebody once saw her dive in five minutes without a sitter. <laughs> the girls usually do the. She doesn't bow pet. She might have missed the word. I, whatever your red line is, but a person's entitled to have red lines. I, if you do have a red line, I, I really think, and I'm, I'm mentioning this, I know girls that have gotten hurt by people in Yeshiva who have had these red lines and really have found out about it before. If uh, you have a certain Rebbe that you always consult with and he has a red line and you're going to go with it, Find out what it is. If he's the one that you ask, and consult. Because I've seen hearts broken and people broken. When things, if there is a red line, if you have certain things that you, you know, are really, really, you would end it because of it, and these are things that perhaps other people find out about it before. You know, looks, appearance, I, I, I don't know what to say. If, so, if you want to find out, look, anybody who's over 350 pounds is not for me. Right, so ask the question. Anybody have a weigher? Yeah. Uh, 350. If, if that's, you know, if you really wouldn't do it. Ask him. Do you have a weigher? But there are clearly not going to, most people haven't. But I'm just saying, you know, you could try to read between the lines in terms of that. You know, otherwise, well, since it was a nice day, at least you gave her a chance. You know, most people wouldn't go out with her. You know, you gave her, gave her a night out. So that would be nice. The last thing, because we have to end right now, and that is, when you're looking into information, so this really is more <coughs> on the side of the boy. You, usually, people will give a resume to a boy and get the yes before they go to the girl side. Boys are very insulted when it takes a while to get a response. Usually, people, if they haven't heard back three, four days, are already going to start 
looking into other people, and even giving yeses to other people. Usually, the boy gets it first. He could technically take his time, as long as he could take it. But if they already got it and gave their yes, which sometimes happens, it happened today with somebody. Um, you know, try to move things along. I think that that's uh, it's fair. If you can't, let's say you're waiting for information. Somebody's trying to look in. Call the Shatran back and just say, like, I apologize, it's taking long. But somebody that I'm asking to be to do my birur or whatever it is, you know, like they uh, just buried their cat or something like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been a rough week. Or whatever it is, just communicate, communicate with the Shatran. Don't ignore You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, and in general, I would say that also, it, if when it comes to dating, for, for those who are already dating, today we, we're dealing with a resume. But if you are already dating, and they're waiting for an answer, they are. People come home from a date, they wait for an answer. If you can't give an answer right away, or if you always want to speak to somebody first, so just tell the shachan in advance. You know, I usually talk to a rabbi, I like to talk to a parent, I talk to an older sibling. Whatever it is I, I, I need, you know, if I've got on it, by 2 o'clock the next afternoon, I'll try to give you an answer. So this way... Nobody's rushing and nobody's sitting there so antsy waiting for an answer. Like, you know, why didn't I hear anything? And if you can't give an answer yet, that's fine. But just communicate with the Shatan. I'm sorry it's taking me a while. But, and don't worry, it's nothing major. I just need to, I need to process something. Dating's not for the faint of heart. If you can't handle a no, then I don't know, I don't know what to say. Then just have your parents do it for you and they'll tell you who the lucky young lady is. You know, and you'll, you'll, so you don't have to worry about the rejection that way. It's hard, but uh, you know that. I don't know if there's anything anybody else wants to bring up. Next time in Mitzvah Shem, we'll deal with first, second, third, fourth, uh, fifth date, just some of those, and some of the general things. And I just want to say, like I said every other time, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you this is what's considered conventional and normal. Have a Rebbe that you trust. Um, help you with it, Mr. Shem, as you go through the process.